eight o'clock. Thank you. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. Uh, it's eight o'clock in your life, and we're learning the parsha that begins with the word Va'era. Va'era. This is like, like such a wonderful parasha that, you know, there are certain ideas and questions that come up year after year after year. You never get them. You never get to the point where they're really solved. So let's learn a few psukim, starting from the end of the parasha of Shemot last week. And Shemot tells us the story of Moshe Rabbeinu. And it seems like Moshe Rabbeinu was destined for greatness, and he was certainly gone when he was a baby. They already knew that he would light up the room that he was in. He 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 fought for justice. He took a chance, and he killed an Egyptian. He had to run away. He he confronted the message from God that he was going to be the shaliach, the messenger alone, face-to-face with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But there's no doubt that Moshe Rabbeinu was destined from childhood to be the leader, the king, the lawgiver. I mean, whatever, whatever kind of titles there are in the world, he had them. And we come to the end of the parashah of Shemot, and Moshe Rabbeinu appears to, to the king, and he appears to his own people, and 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 somehow everything gets worse. The slavery, the standard of slavery got worse. Until that time, it was still possible to breathe. I mean, the slave slavery is not a wonderful state, but it was still possible to breathe. Moshe Rabbeinu shows up and Haro makes everything worse. Everything. There was no time for anything. There was no way that the people would be able to maintain the kind of lives that they had when they were slaves yesterday. Today was a new day, a new world, and it could not happen. So, Pasuk Havbet, if you look at the Pasuk, look at the Pasuk, Vayashav Moshe Hashem, and Moshe Rabbeinu came back to Hashem, meaning that he was accessible. He was accessible to Hashem. Vayomar, he said, Adol Shem, Hashem, Lama Hariota Laam Hazeh, Lama Zeshelach. Can you imagine that? Lama Hariota Lama Zeh. Why did things have to go badly? Why did the amount of straw that was necessary to make the stones, why did that straw go up? They had to find more and more. They they were not able to live, these people. Lama Zeshlachtani. So Rashi says, Lama Hariota Lama Zeh. You see the Rashi? Im If you'll say, what difference does it make? If you, Hashem, will say to me, Moshe Rabbeinu, Mach I'll do it. I, I'm doing it this way. It's, it'll happen. Don't worry, it'll happen. So I'm unhappy. I'm distressed. Why did you send me? Why do I have to be part of this? Why do I have to remember Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who caused them grief? 
who made it impossible to work because there was no time. I want to clarify, Moshe Rabbeinu says, clarify. From the time that I came to Paro to speak on your behalf, you sent me. Things went badly. And if you'll say, okay, things go badly, I mean, maybe that's part of the process. But you did not save them. You know, those of you who have ever been in Ulpan or who know Hebrew somehow, you know that one of the binyanim is called Hifil. If ill, and that's kind of um he feel who it's like like intensive, an intensive statement. A lot. It made it really a lot worse. Rashi quotes the Targum Unculus. Says a similar word. The point is that a, is it like a like a a Conflict between the the one who sent the messenger and the messenger. It doesn't supposed to be that way. It's like the the messenger says, "Why did you send me? It was a trick." I told the Ben Israel they're getting out of they're going to get out of Israel, and you gave them added slavery. Okay, so that's the question that Moshe Rabbeinu puts on the table. But it's also the question that the Torah puts on the table. It's a question we come up with every year. We add it again and again. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do that? And we have to say that Moshe Rabbeinu was not bereft of sensitivity. It wasn't that Moshe Rabbeinu could not imagine that that God would be able to do this in some manner. One second, one second. One second. Shoshana, I'm teaching, I'll call you back later, okay? I am, yes. I'll send it to you. Um, I mean, I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu, he did understand things. He knew was going. He knew that whatever. He, he still, even if we, the delay in the redemption is understood. But why does Moshe Rabbeinu have to be the shaliach, the messenger, for bad tidings? That was not the point. That was not the point. So now God answers Moshe Rabbeinu. Amazing. It's like like a like a sheer. Vayom Hashem Moshe, Atatir Esher Esel Paro Kibiyad Chazakai Yisholchem, Ubiyad Chazakai Yikashem Beatzo. And God spoke to Moshe, Atatir Atatir. Now you're going to see. Now it's all going to change. Everything's going to change. Atatir Rashi, Atatir. You had strange thoughts about my, uh, the way I do things, God said. 
כי אבי יצחק יקרא לך זרה, ואחר כן אמרתי לו, עלי אברהם. Abraham was faced with a situation Abraham was faced with a situation which was inconceivable. God said, God said Yitzchak would be the future. He would have children, and that would from those children would sprout the nation of Israel. Then God said to Abraham, so kill him, sacrifice him." Abraham was not nervous about this is the sheet of Rashi. Rashi says, "Lo here he didn't say." Did come running to our cottage book and say, but if he's, a, if he's a sacrifice, then how will he be the father of the nation? How is that possible? Not possible. He did not, he did not claim that there was something inconceivable about what I was doing. So he says, the fikach and therefore God said to Moshe Rabbeinu, now you will see. What's going to happen to Paro? You're going to see that. Why did God mention it? Because, because what I understand, which means, which means that the Shiva Umot, the Yerachim, it means that Moshe Rabbeinu did something wrong. Asui leparo tir'eh, velo asui lemalchei shivat amim. Kisha avi'em la'aretz, I will bring them to Eretz Kedad, but you're not going to go into Eretz Kedad. In other words, it's like saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, look, I'm going to tell you the answer, but I expect that you'd be more like Abraham, and not like you've been up to now. That's what that's what uh, he says. Okay. Okay. Just one second. Tatir is that Tatir eh? By the bell, him and Moshe, by your main love, and the Hashem, and God speaks to Moshe. Right. The name of God that is appears is Elokim, which is Din. Judgment by the Belokim, the harshness. El Moshe, Vayomer Elav, Ani Hashem. Vayomer Elav, Ani Hashem. Well, El Moshe. Here it is. Diber Ito Mishpat. Al Sheik Shale Daber Velomar. God spoke justice to him. You know about justice. It's a topic that we in Israel are kind of involved with now. Because he asked that question. In other words, what God says to him is like, it's like a, a justice a Supreme Court judge giving a decision and saying, look, Moshe, I'm going to explain it to you. I'm explaining it to you, but you have to know that you made a mistake. There's something that you did which is not going to allow you to come to Eretz Israel. You're not going to be part of the bracha that was given to Abraham and then repeated to Yitzchak and Yaakov. 
וידבר אלוקים אל משה, דבר איתו משפט, על שהקשה לדבר ולומר, על שהקשה היא אסט, היא הייתה קושייה, a question, למה הריאות העולם הזה, למה הריאות העולם הזה, ויאמר למה אני השם, and God continued and said to Moshe Rabbeinu, אני השם רחמים, נאמן לשלם, שכר טוב למתהלכים לפניי. אני השם, I reward those who deserve to be rewarded. ולא לחינם שלחתיך, I don't think לחינם שלחתיך, which is another way of understanding what Moshe Rabbeinu said. למה הריות העולם הזה? You didn't have to send me. לא לחינם שלחתיך, השם says to Moshe Rabbeinu, כי אם נקיים דבריי, שדיברתי לאבות הראשונים, I want to actually fulfill what I said to the Avot, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. ומלשון הזה מצינו שהוא נדרש בכמה מקומות, אני השם נאמן להיפרה. I pay my debts, so to speak. I pay my debts. Okay? Back to the Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel. פסוק גימו ואירא לאברהם ולצרוע וליעקב באל שדי ושמי השם, השם א' ד' נ' לא נודעתי להם. I appeared, and this seems to be an important step in the, in the process, ואירא לאברהם ולצרוע וליעקב, I appeared to them בקל שדי. קל שדי is a strong the strong name of God, which be Hashem, mercy, lonadatilim, I didn't speak to them. In, 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 in other words, in other words, Pasuk Gimel in Rashi, Vairail ha'avot ve'el shedai hivtachtim avtachot, I promised them different things, v'yavot, ובכולן אמרתי להם, אני אל שדי, I said about all those promises that I used the name of, of power. ושמי השם לא נדעתי להם, but I did not tell them my name, the other name. I didn't promise them anything with the name of, of י"ק ו"ק, לא הודעתי, אין כתיב כאן, it doesn't say הודעתי נפל, אלא לא נודעתי נפל. לא ניכרתי להם במידת אמיתות שלי. שעולה, נקרא שמי השם, they were not as aware of my consistency, my promise, keeping the promises you are. נאמן לאמת דברי, I am committed. to validating my promise. Sharei hivtachtim velo kiyamti. I promised it to them, but they didn't get it. I promised them Eretz Kenan, but they didn't get Eretz Kenan. It wasn't theirs yet. The Avram Avinu had to buy, okay, had to buy a, a grave. Had to buy a grave. So we're up to Pasuk uh, Dalit. Up to Pasuk Dalit. וגם הקימותי את בריתי איתם, I established my covenant with them. 
established a covenant, an agreement, not just a promise. Itam with them, to give them the land of Canaan, at Eretz the place that they were dwelling in. Basically, they were dwelling in Pasuk Dalit in Rashi, Pasuk Dalit in Rashi, Pasuk Dalit. I have also established a covenant, God says. When I appeared to them in my powerful way, even then, even though I appeared with such great power, I established this covenant between myself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, and them. I said I would give them the land of Canaan, Lavraham, the Parashat Milai, in the, in the, well, when the topic was circumcision, Neymar, Aniel Shaddai. That's what you're going to get, the land where you live. Clearly stated to Yitzchak. Yitzchak, you're going to get the benefit of the agreement that I made with Abraham. Abraham gets Eretz Kedan, Yitzchak gets Eretz Kedan. And the same thing is true about Yaakov. I pray for a day. But they, they did not have any doubt. I mean, that's the point. They didn't have any doubt that I would give them the land of Canaan. So it sounds like HaKadosh Baruch are relating to the fact that Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was, uh, just one second. Pasuk Pasuk Chet, Beveti etchem, and I will bring you. Hakadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, He says, Beveti etchem el haaretz asher nasati et yadi leteito tal Abraham liitzchak liyakov, v'natati otalachem orasha ani Hashem. And so Hakadosh Baruch Hu ends his kind of shear that he's given. He's given to the Moshe Rabbeinu. And the end of the year is, I will bring you to the land which I have promised to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And I'll give it to you as an inheritance. One more pasuk 
by the Ber Moshe Kain el Bnei Yisrael, and Bnei Yisrael, I'm sorry, and Moshe Rabbeinu spoke these words to Bnei Yisrael, Moshe. They didn't pay attention because of Rabbeinu. So in the story that we are told, Moshe Rabbeinu represents, starts out in the story, representing the complaints of Bnei Yisrael. Why is it that we are worse off now than we were before? The people of Israel thought it was a good question, and Moshe Rabbeinu thought it was a good question. In fact, Moshe Rabbeinu said, maybe I don't need this job. Why did you send me to do something? And the opposite is what's happening. You sent me to bring them out of their slavery and they are admired worse and worse in a state of of uh, of slavery. So HaKadosh Baruch takes Moshe Rabbeinu aside. He says, listen, Moshe Rabbeinu, I want to tell you, I expected more from you. I expected you would understand that there must be some reason for what is happening and that does not affect in any way does not affect in any way the promise that I made to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And everybody knows that the promise I made to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov was not fulfilled in their day. But they didn't doubt it. They didn't have a problem with it. So I'm telling you now, right? I'm telling you now that it will uh, uh, be the same for the people of Israel. You just stand around and wait. And you'll see, Pasuk, uh, they didn't listen to Moshe Rabbeinu here. The Torah says that it's because they were, they were oppressed. They were oppressed. Uh, once later. Just one second. Okay, the Rashi to Pasuk Tet, the ninth Pasuk in Rashi. Yes. Lo Shamuel Moshe. Lo Shamuel Moshe. They didn't listen to Moshe Rabbeinu's explanation. What do you mean they didn't listen to Moshe Rabbeinu's explanation? It didn't make sense to them. They didn't understand. I mean, God said, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll push them around. The little bit of super slaves, they won't be able to have a minute rest during the day. And so B'nai Israel said, Lo Shamuel Moshe, they didn't understand. Lo Kiblu Tanchumim. They didn't accept this uh, uh, these statements that God made that that the promise is in place and that it'll happen and it'll be good and you know all of those kind of things. Mikotzer ruach, right? Short of breath. Kol bishu mitzai, ruchol deshivato katzurah. These people who are unhappy, their their wind and their soul and their breathing. 
gets shorter, ולא יכול להעריך בנשימתו. קרוב לעניין זה, שמעתי פרשה זו מרבי בורק ורבי אליעזר, והביא לי ראייה במקרה הזה, אני ברות מי ראייה, כבר הפוסק ירמיהו, בפעם הזאת הודיעם את ידי ואת גבורתי וידעו כי שמי השם. למדנו, במדת פוסק ירמיהו, שהקודש ברוך הוא מאמן את דבריו, makes it, fortifies them, strengthens them, מאמן. אפילו לפורענות, even if it includes a bad, a bad end. He announces that his name is Hashem. And everything is for the good. Chachamim said this has something to do with what Moshe Rabbeinu said above. Moshe פעמיים נגליתי עליהם אל שדי ולא אמרו לי מה שמך ואתה אמרת מה שמו מה אומר עליהם. So Moshe Rabbeinu is accused of being a, a person lacking faith. Lacking faith? You go back to the parasha, we see Pasuk Yud, by the Be'er Shem al-Moshe le'mor, Bo'da Be'er al-Paro, Melech Mitzrayim, he sends him again, V'yishlachet b'nei Yisrael mi'artso, and he will send the people of Israel from his, from his land. V'yidabe'er Moshe le'bnei Hashem le'mor, b'nei Yisrael lo'shamu e'lai, v'yishmeni paro, v'ani aras v'tayim, you remember all of this, He says, Moshe Rabbeinu responds, with Moshe, it's only between God and Moshe Rabbeinu now. And Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, right, he says to Hashem, Hey, B'nai Yisrael lo shamu elai. B'nai Yisrael didn't listen to me. I mean, what am I going to tell them? Ve'chishmeni par'ova, ni'arals v'tayim. Ve'chishmeni v'tayim. You look at the Rashi, the Rashi. Echishmaini paro, you see that the, the line here at the bottom? Echishmaini paro, ze echad mi asara kal v'chomer sheba Torah. Okay, that's interesting, you know, interesting for people who are interested in kal v'chomer, but... Uh, What does that change? Aral svatayim, atum. Atum means covered up, stuffed. Stuffed, just let me, I can see that this is a problem. V'chein kol ashon ha'arla ne'omeshu atum. Every time you use that word, orla, foreskin, it's atum, it's covered up. Orla aznam, orla aznam. Okay. Okay, so let's uh, let's go back to where we were. Let's go back to where we were. The story is this. 
Moshe Rabbeinu representing Bnei Yisrael. Lama Hariota, Lama Zeh, Lama Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't understand why this additional punishment has to be meted out to Bnei Yisrael. He doesn't understand. So Kodesh Baruch Hu takes him and says, I understand, you don't understand. So I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain something to you. And there's something that I'm going to explain to you. Something that I'm going to explain to you we should answer your question. And so what does HaKadosh Baruch explain to Moshe Rabbeinu? HaKadosh Baruch explains to Moshe Rabbeinu that his promises, that promises that are made from heaven, will surely be kept. And historical reality is irrelevant. So if HaKadosh Baruch tells us that we'll come back to Eretz Yisrael and we'll be able to establish ourselves in homes in Eretz Yisrael, that's going to happen. It it doesn't matter what the reality seems to say. Well, they, you know, we've gone through difficult times in history, times when no one would imagine that it would bring us, those times would bring us back to Eretz Kinan. But it did, because the promise is intact, and that's something that the people of Am Yisrael didn't know. Because the promise was made to Abraham and it wasn't kept. The promise was made to Yitzchak and it wasn't kept in the life of Yitzchak. And the promise was made to Yaakov and it wasn't kept in the, in the life of Yaakov. And that's all they knew. That's all they knew. So that B'nai Yisrael, so it's always as like God says, I can forgive them. I forgive B'nai Yisrael. They don't get it. They don't get it because they're not of that special quality. Like Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov didn't have a problem. Abraham said, sacrifice my son, I'll sacrifice him. What about, what about uh, the Zerah, the future, the children? No, it's God's promise. It'll be. It has nothing to do with what it is I think I'm doing. It'll happen. It'll happen. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught Moshe Rabbeinu. But Moshe Rabbeinu went back to B'nai Yisrael. Oh, he was going to go back to B'nai Yisrael. And he said, he said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, oh, why would they listen to me about this matter? <clears throat> After all, they're still slaves. They're still slaves, meaning that according to Moshe, paro, he says, you know, like, who, who's going to listen to Moshe Rabbeinu? The situation is not changed. The Jews are enslaved. And that brings us to the greater question, which might be behind all of this, and that is, why were they enslaved? Why were B'nai Israel enslaved in Egypt, working very, very hard on the very difficult conditions and hoping that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would fulfill the promise to bring them to Eretz Kedan. All of this is kind of pretty complicated, but I'd like to I'd like to say this. Slavery from the beginning of time has been an option on which you build communities. Would you build a nation? Slavery are the people who don't have 
the right or the ability to make a decision. They get a schedule and they have to follow it. They can't leave, they can't run away, they can't do anything that uh, would imply that they had some sort of freedom. The situation in Mitzrayim seems to have been, seems to have been bearable. Bearable slavery, we've heard many stories about bearable slavery and then, and yet slavery itself is unbearable. Why is slavery unbearable? Because slavery denies you the opportunity to make a decision. And the opportunity to make a decision ultimately rests with every individual. And that's why everybody is classified as Mikabel Hatara, as receiving the each individual person in Am Yisrael has the opportunity to accept the Torah. He has the free will opportunity to accept the Torah. This recognition that free will is at the basis of human action and human divine interaction, this was established for Am Yisrael, this was established for Am Yisrael in Mitzrayim. And it was in Mitzrayim that they understood, that they understood that it was important. Slavery, their slavery was important and that their slavery would uh, would become the bedrock of Judaism. Judaism is the religion that allows free will decision making. And uh, HaKadosh Baruch said, to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not that kind of slavery that'll teach it, teach that lesson. It's the more serious kind of slavery, the side of slavery where you have no time, where you can't fulfill your obligations, where you're always under fear of punishment and sometimes, sometimes death. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, I never heard of this kind of slavery. It's not in the tradition of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So HaKadosh Baruch says to him, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov were able to decide in favor of God. They had that free will opportunity which enabled them to, enabled Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov to be with God, to decide to make the right decision. The people of Israel needed the slavery in order to understand that free will decisions are very, very significant. And it's only in Yisiyad Mitzrayim that they understood why they are significant and how they are significant. So Moshe Rabbeinu came back to B'nai Yisrael or was sent back to B'nai Yisrael and he said, it stays the same. The people are not yet ready to understand this uh, free will opportunity that they have. And that was what Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim gave them. Gave them the, the opportunity to understand that you could have free will within the context of the Torah.
as difficult as it is to understand, it's the reality. It's the reality. And uh, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu were discussing when they talked about his argument of Lama Ariyosa Lama Zeh, Lama Zeh Shilachtani. Okay, have a good Shabbos. All the best. You too. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Shabbat Shalom.